Wait a minute, Adam. You haven't seen Black Cauldron? You really haven't seen the thing? What about the warriors? Let's remedy that. To raised by spoilers, everyone, where we watch and unpack cult movies. Joining us tonight, we have the keeper of keys, the seeker of secrets, the Aes Sedai herself, waifu Amanda. Yo. The feminist warlord, <laughs> Nintendo geek, everybody's goth mommy. I'm glad to be here, suckers. Oh my god. <laughs> and the deadliest DM himself, Plebeian Adam. I've come out to play. That was loud. (laughs) Tonight's movie, We Wear Our Colors, in this urban western cult classic, filmed simply named The Warriors, with a budget of $44 million. The heavily synth-scored film made roughly three to five million at the box office, later making $22 million with DVD sales and future screenings. Budget was $4 million. Was it four? Forty-four oh. million. I was going to say no, four million. I apologize. I say forty-four I, million. They could have wow. made a better movie with that amount of yeah, money. Maybe. They made some good bank then they from did. four million to twenty-two. You got to remember with 22.5, though. That is DVD sales and stuff like that because the movie had later become a cult film, and uh, they had future screenings. Mm. Ah, and okay. The, yeah. the Rockstar game also skyrocketed sales with that. Um, so before we actually Jake jump in. Uh, just so everybody has an idea, the 70s were a wild time for Hollywood. Uh, hungry younger directors and studios willing to take chances saw uh, notable movies that came out in 79, uh, following as Mad Max, The Black Hole, Alien, and Animal Horror, Phantasm, Star Trek The Motion Pictures, uh, The Muppets Movie, Kramer vs. Kramer, Meatballs, Life of Brian, Rocky II, The Jerk, and 007's Moonraker. Wait, The Jerk, the comedy one? Yeah. Really? Came out in 79. Wow. wow. The Warriors okay. also came out that year. So I ask as we start our show, did you dig it? Okay, <sighs> this is one of those things where there have been movies that have come out since since this movie yeah. that have done this idea yeah. far better. Sure. But, but the fact that this came out in 79. Yep. And it still is this good. It's pretty all right, eh? Means that it's pretty all right. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty all right. But given the fact that it's still pretty all right, I could only imagine the experience watching this in 79. Well, yeah. You smoked a joint and you had... I smoked an illegal joint. You smoked smoked an (laughs) illegal joint and you're always either looking over your shoulder for cops or gangs in your neighborhood. Yeah. And uh, the history itself of the film is pretty wild. Feminist Warlord. What do you think? First impressions. Oh well, I've 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 seen this before. Yeah, this is not your first viewing. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> I was one of the ones with, uh, of the group being like, we need to watch the Warriors. I think this got um, put up. We were supposed to watch other movies. But I'm like, no, 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 we got to watch the Warriors. <laughs> I was like, going to comment on that. <laughs> so I kind of pushed it up the line a little bit Fair just because I I love it so much. Amanda, you know what? I liked it a lot more than I thought I would. It's yeah. so cheesy and it's so ridiculous and i just feel like it's one of those movies where what's the one the gang movie the recent one where it's like a musical it's based on like the the shakespeare play oh you're talking um not gangs in new york uh, oh my god mm, um, the the, my mom's favorite movie yeah it's actually my mom's favorite so i i for some reason uh, every West time Side i story that's yes, the one it kind of reminded me the Spielberg of like one or the one before i don't i don't even know but I expected all the gangs to come out and, like, as they're walking on the road, just start, like, snapping and, like, doing a little, like, dance as they're they're going down the street. Like, it just felt so... I don't, it was a giant cheese fest. And their costumes are so ridiculous. And I, I still kind of loved it. Every every actor in the movie looked like he was one step up from Cro-Magnum. So, I mean, it was... It's an experience. It really was. I do have to add that I don't 
get the feeling there. I don't feel the cheese, but I do feel ridiculousness in it. Like the gangs were just really over, over much. But I don't see that as cheese. No. It's something else. That's You're right. What, it's not cheesy, but it's it's unintentional cheese because they, they really did like take itself seriously. And I feel like it was meant to be a serious gang film, but it, it just, it wasn't. It really wasn't. That's why we started with the introduction with the director. Mm-hmm. Where he kind of vibed it out to say, hey, listen, the idea and the concept was necessarily to do a Spartan film, yeah, but to do something in a comic book era. And mm-hmm. that was heavily handed by the studio because originally he wanted to have black and Hispanic people mainly be the cast. Well, that West Side was Story itself book. came out in 61. Oh, did it so really? That was the general vibe I didn't know that. of the Puerto Ricans and the different gangs yeah. and the different yeah. cultures and communities. So instead of. Uh, cultural appropriation or just kind of shining a spotlight on those people, the studio went ham it up. Yeah. You've got the baseball boys. You've got the 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 roller boys, the wizards, the the karate crew. Like yeah. because okay. of those different cultures. The electro within, boys. Within movie franchise or not franchises, but movie cultures in a way. Instead yeah. of just saying the blacks, the Hispanics, the Jewish gang. It was like, it was a little bit, right, right. It was a little bit different. Well, that's how the original book was written, apparently. I haven't read it, but apparently it was not like a a bunch of white gangs. So it it was taken more seriously. It was more more realistic in the sense of, yeah, you've got the, the, yeah, you've got the Spanish, you've got the the blacks, you've got the whites all, that was what it was more supposed to be. Mm -hmm. And the the studio wasn't willing to have that discussion. There would be fights in the theater. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So they wanted to make it more fantastic, like not, uh, not such like science fiction, but more fantasy based. Like this is a made up New York. Oh yeah. I got the strong feeling. So when, when they were first showing off some of the gangs, the, you know, during the, intro credits i guess i think my first brain was going th- my, my first thoughts were going through um the uh or west side no the um oh my god i'm having terrible memory it's today. okay take a deep breath it's um fine. orange clockwork orange clockwork orange right mm-hmm. uh that kind of gang yeah like the very dramatized yeah. yeah crazy stuff yeah yeah definitely um they uh they did i want to say you were saying feminist warlord realistically i won't take credit for this one there was 100 gangs 100 200 gangs I think the original list that they gave the costume designer, I want to say they said it was 200. Yeah. And they had to design different outfits for each one. Based Patches, on, embroidery based work, Based on just all seeing the name. That's crazy. Just on her like getting a list and seeing the name of <laughs> it. That's where she came up with all these like, it has Styles. to be out there somewhere that well, there's like hand ri- or hand drawn concept art of every game. Patches and costume work. Cyrus like during his speech says how many games are, gangs are because I think that everyone sent uh, nine delegates mm-hmm. yeah. from yeah. each gang and that's this whole shtick is this is not just nine people from every gang. Imagine those people plus their yeah. bigger part of them. It was right. like a hundred at the meeting plus a hundred more that were less like the orphans. Yeah. And then plus affiliates and smaller gangs. So there's like, he said like 60,000. Yeah. So that's probably where that hundred gang number comes from is from that speech. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So to spin the plot real quick, a peace treaty is proposed. The gangs of New York are gathered under the information and the announcement of a head leader named Cyrus. He proposes to join the well, gang. He's the leader of the biggest gang. The, ri- the, ra- uh, the Riffs. The Riffs. The Riffs. The, 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 the leader yeah. of the Riffs. Riffs. And he proposes that they diminish their turf and all unite against the police and the government within the city. And yes. they seize the island. Yes. And mm-hmm. then he is murdered. Publicly. Publicly inf- executed. But no one knows who he was. A secret right. shot from the dark. The warriors are blamed. And that starts our journey as they try to make it all the way back to Coney Island. And that's the movie. Yeah, it really is. In the nutshell. But now we can take like completely apart without actually doing the plot and jump around because that's that the is fucking, the plot. That's yeah, the plot. That's and it's not so, real it's not it's, real deep. No, but it's thin enough where you have character moments and flaws. Yeah. And you, you see the city of New York itself become a character in a way. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, that's what's so famous. That's why people a lot of people do movies in New York, because as we were discussing uh with uh, Amanda here, we're I think you guys have been to New York, right? Yeah, we've yeah. been, yeah. You too, and I've been to New York. Yeah. I have never been to New York. And you've never been to New York. So there's a lot of these scenes in New York where like, oh my God. I'm like, no, that's just New York that's even nowadays. Yeah, my, New York, man. Like that is, New York has a character. It yeah. has personality. My question was, is this a set or is this just what New York looks like? Because it is very dirty and dingy and scary and just 
ridiculous. So it is mostly, I think there's only two spots. I think it's like, like you said, it's one of the platforms are, is the abandoned one. Yeah, yeah. And then I think they had to make two made up sets. I don't know which, I don't know if it's part of the Coney Island. Probably or, the bathroom one where they maybe, busted yeah. it up during yeah. the yeah. fight. Most yeah. of it is them shooting at night, which they did go on to say it was difficult because it was the summer. Mm. And also New York nights are really short. So really? the only, well, the sun sets at 10 o'clock at night and it rises at like 530 in the morning. Oh. So they only have like what, six, seven hours with, with breaks and yeah, lunch. Yeah, you an hour lunch. Yeah. yeah. So your so shooting time is at half. They had to make it uh, look more dingy. And also the, the director, or not the director, the producer, one of them was like, okay, it's in the summer. It's going to rain. Like what are, what is the uh, chances that we're going to film and not have it rain at least once or twice? True. So that's why they put the rainstorm mm-hmm. right in the beginning when they're like running mm-hmm. in order for them just to be able to hose down the sets. So for consistency, they kept everything wet. To make yeah, it look more okay. grungy too because it made it look yeah, so more grungy. Because it's easier to keep a dry place wet than it is yeah. to dry up a wet place. Right, right. right. So in they, the summer, it rains like every other day. That is really clever directing. And then you have... The concept of the lights. The whole ba- backstory and background of this film is it's a crew of guys that knew how to cut corners. And they mm-hmm. did it more, remarkably well. Yeah. Where mm-hmm. the lighting itself with the wet asphalt almost reflects the lights from the... from the, uh, the So it enhances the lighting of the So it looks almost scene. like a comic book. And it looks deeper and pulled through. And that's why it looks so grungy. Because everything was just wet and dirty. And grimy and muddy. Yeah. And yeah. No, it totally... It worked. It honestly really that's worked. that's just New York. Except it was, I never want to go to New York. Except the other thing you got to remember is dirty and grungy, and it's a movie set lit professionally. Sure, yeah. So imagine all of the lights off. So like the scene where they're running from the baseball furies, and you're just getting silhouettes, and they're just running and breathing heavily. That's normally what it would have been in Central Park at the yeah. time. They had to put lights in the trees, and you mm. don't even really see them because it just looks like lights from buildings as they're running because those shots are yes. so quick. Yeah, yeah to light the park because it was way too dark and they had to shut down certain parts of central park to keep the gangs out while they were filming Mm. and a lot of especially if you take that into account and how dark that scene the all of the scenes were really really dark a lot of silhouettes and half lit faces Mm -hmm. if you take a look at that and you compare how much light they were actually flooding into that scene Mm -hmm. we're getting like 10 percent. what we're seeing is 10 percent of the light when you, if you were filming there, it probably looked like it was daytime. Probably looked like right. floodlights oh, yeah. daytime. Yeah, absolutely. Right. But because of the way film doesn't really pull in all the light, it looks dark to us. So just imagine how like really dark that place would be. Right. Well, but, and this is also the seventies too, where they didn't really have good lighting, like the LED lights and all the really good high efficiency lighting. It was the sodium lamps and halogen lighting and that dingy orange washed out like shitty lighting that was so prevalent in most cities. So in order to kind of like, I don't know, even get that level of lighting, they would have probably had to have had like major floodlights. And that's exactly why the subway stations and the subway cars look the way they do. That's why they almost seem blue because Mm. they have double the amount of subway light bulbs in the cars to flood the whole Mm -hmm. thing with light because those subway bulbs originally were like gray. Yeah. So you're yeah. just riding the subway trying not to fucking touch anything because everything's dirty and it's gray light. Mm-hmm. It's yellowy. It's just gross, right? But it would have just washed everybody out. Right. Yes, yes. The other thing that is the choice of the color palette within this film, blues, reds, uh, grays and whites, yellows, mm-hmm. that, that you flip through an old Jack Kirby comic book, something Marvel. It's the same color scheme and palette that you would normally pull. So you do you get? I know that now with the director's cut and this guy's talking about yeah. it. Do you think that the director? Because it sounds like the director didn't originally intend this to be comic booky. Because he sounded like he wanted it to be more like the book, which was more serious, more actually talking about the gangs. But the comic book came out during the no, no, you can't talk about that kind of stuff. So then he hammed it up and really went into it. The director himself has uh, gone on record saying the movie he was on lost funding. Mm. So he rebounded uh, when his producer, when a producer and one of his agents called him to say, hey, uh, here's a movie. Do you want to do this one? Oh. And you'll have to do it over the summer in like two months. Mm-hmm. So the idea is they bought the rights to the book because it was originally found on a shelf without a cover. 
Yeah. And wow. Yeah, they read it. It's not a they comic. It's a novel, it. the original one. They read yeah. it. They loved it. They called the prep, the publishing company, and they, they auctioned the rights out with their own money. Huh. So they bought it, and then they shopped it around, turned it into a couple scripts. And this was kind of like a little late-night project that they were working on. So when a movie fell flat, a bigger studio said, hey, we'll, we'll invest, make a summer hit, but you have two months and this much money. Yeah. And they had to kind of put it together. This as is fast time as between other shoes. Is, right yeah. Now. This is a quick buck. Yeah. And yeah. a turnaround. And uh, the studio lost a little bit of money on this thing. So, but they don't want to come out of a complete loss. So right. you've got an opportunity that no one else does, but you've got to do it on a budget and you got to do it fucking quick now. So yeah. that's hence why the casting is uh, mainly New York native dominance mm. where everybody was in the city and uh, was from the city kind of thing. So they got flew to it. New York and they said, we're filming in New York and we have two months to do this. I mean, I think that works out because they everyone felt like they were from New York. Yeah. It, there are some other movies where you'll watch it and be like, oh, no, we're from this other city. And they, hey, we speak with a New York accent. You're like, whoa, hey. Yeah, Tom Holland from fucking Britain. Well, yeah. <laughs> Spider-Man himself doesn't yeah. sound like he's from New York. Exactly. That's a great example. Um, so it's, it's nice to see that they all do that. But. I what shocked me the most is I had seen snippets of Cyrus's speech, mm -hmm. and when I, that was right at the beginning, mm -hmm. I sat there I'm like, "Oh no!" Yeah. <laughs> I thought the, I always thought this scene was like the act three. We're all together, boys. We're oh, fighting the system. Yeah. I thought this was a fight the system no. kind of movie. And this was Cyrus's. We're banding together to fight the government and the cops. Mm -hmm. Nope, I was fucking wrong. Dude, this, that's the beginning of the problem. Yeah, the whole thing falls apart and it shows the pettiness of each individual crime. Yeah. And each individual gang's own pettiness for mm -hmm. them to organize and be their own worst enemy. So everything Cyrus was hoping for diminishes and falls apart immediately. Yes. That no one goes, he was right. They all go, what a load of bullshit. And now look at us fighting over petty land. Yeah. It's, You're turf. Yeah, yeah, turf. Speech. yeah. it's a turf. good speech i i really got martin luther king vibes yeah. from that speech yeah. like i feel like that's what they were trying to channel was that like hey we need to stick together and everyone's like nah you're a crock of shit like no no you know, everyone whatever. was believing him what, well oh, yeah. at first until he died yeah i went through this weird journey where at first it reminded me of Lawrence fishburne in uh matrix Oh yeah, resurrection. Yeah, or yeah. Reloaded or whatever. Wait, whichever the one, the one, one yeah. where he's in the cave having yeah, we're the sex. Shake this cave. Nah. This orgy cave is gonna rumble. <laughs> I don't remember that at all. Oh my god, you ever watched the Matrix movies? <laughs> yeah, the, the sex rave cave. Yep. Oh, okay, um, okay. So I first reminded me of that and went, oh wait, no, it's not really Fishburne that I'm remembering. It's Martin Luther King because yep. he was basing his off Martin yep. Luther King, mm -hmm. and then. When he got shot, I'm like, oh Fuck. my God, that's a little too on point, my friend. It is, but <laughs> what are you going to do? I mean, that's right? what the novel was, right? So, I mean, I kind of get it. It was a very, uh, for being air quotes, the future. Like, there's oh, nothing there's about nothing this movie that was supposed to be the future. But at the beginning, they said sometime in the future. Well, they did, well, did that because... Well, from the future, from the Greek story. The Greek story of the Spartans. Oh, they were comparing it from the yeah. future of the Greek Spartans. Oh, the Spartans were trying okay. to go back to home. I thought they were trying to imply that it was our future. Like, it was no. an oh, indistinct yeah, I got that too. It's like 1979, 78, when oh. the film is kind of taking place. And these warriors in red robes yeah, yeah. are trying to get back to the ocean. Mm. Oh, yeah, see, tell you yeah, the movie man. in the beginning of the movie. Well, I got yeah. that, but I I thought the implication was that this movie took place in an, an indistinct future. No, 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 no. This is just 70 mob, okay. 70s mob rule leaning into the 80s where everything starts to fall apart. All right, that makes so much more sense. Yeah, like, I, this isn't the future. This is just early 80s. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> I got the same. I, I was oh, under fuck. the same confusion, so I totally get it. But I do like how they, I, I can see why the director wanted to add that entrance of like yeah. we're telling a spartan story right because i can see the world i got it like even without that intro the i intro understood and it. the editing the mm -hmm. thing is is that stuff is edited and added to later on i think that's the 2003 2005 cut of the film which is what we watched the, the, it's usually the only one you can find now i uh. think the first time i watched it i want to say it didn't have any of that so my the teacher like of the of my, he might have had an older copy. he had an older copy because yeah. i like when i first got it on dvd and watched it for the first time i'm like what is all this weird comic book transition because i had seen it the first time i think without that right mm. and it just was a normal movie i'm not gonna lie i wasn't uh, i liked the discussion of hey this is a spartan movie you know this is a greek tale re greek tale retold or whatever you want to call it but i'm not a huge fan of the comic panel stuff that's fair that's fair 
I, I mean, in 2003 or 2005, whenever that copy came out, it fucking blew my mind. I think I was in grade oh, yeah. nine. Yeah. I, mean, I was in grade nine, so this was just like, holy shit. I don't feel I've, I've seen Blade. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was like, yeah, oh my God. Like, by then, things like uh, Sin City hadn't come out, no. I don't think. No. So that whole comic book, uh, Frank Miller style yep. thing didn't exist. So yeah, that would be more unique back then. Yeah. I mean, now it kind of doesn't hold up as well because it looks like a Windows 95 or Windows XP uh <laughs> photo editor frame yeah. kind of thing yeah. but you kind of get the idea of what they're trying to go for yeah i just don't think it added any value to the transitions i almost think it kind of like pulled you out of whatever was going on yeah the into editing. this weird like vaguely rotoscoped looking transition and you're like oh, yeah, okay i guess but the, the editing is a little bit more jumpy in the original cut well right? yeah so okay. you either get the meanwhile or you're just fucking in a different location without any dialogue well, there was a okay. couple that That's it fair. did transition to because I, I forget what scene it was particularly but it went from the warriors hard cut to um oh i forget his name but the um one of the rogues like the rogue guy that um shot cyrus yeah he was just on the phone and oh, it's like, I, well, that yeah, was like jarring so that's how the original was it was literally like bang and then you're at the other character yeah now There's no as someone who watched the original movie mm-hmm. was the i don't know what you want to call it the broadcaster lady i don't think they ever gave her a name or nope. anything like that the voice was, the voice yeah was she in the original? oh yeah that's yeah, yeah, yeah that's that, all original. That, is original. that is so stylistic yeah. i love that as a form of communication and things like that that was so cool so they use a a radio, a disc jockey or a radio DJ to communicate with the street gangs through the radio yeah. to tell, to feed them information and keep everyone informed on where to go or what street that the warriors are headed next. Well, it's like the riffs were the riff gang, which is like the main boss gang who Cyrus was the leader right. of. They want to get vengeance for their, their leader's death. Yeah. So it, with their power, they're feeding information to the disc jockey who's feeding information to the gangs to go after the warriors. And then the wrists would have their spy network or whatever, right? Telling, getting them information, and then they'd re- relaying it to the other gangs right. through the radio. Yeah. Really cool. Well, right. the riffs are the the largest gang, yeah. And that's mm-hmm. why Cyrus was the leader of them. Like he basically ran uh, the Gramercy Park area, which is like a, a big city. Yeah, like the one of the larger parts of the city, and yeah. they didn't really have a lot of rivals. Like they were more respected. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably because it looked like they were. They reminded me of the gang that was based on uh, Bruce Lee. As far as I could tell, they, they, yeah. Yeah, 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 they were that yeah. classic Growing martial up, arts, watching the martial arts movies and those and those that yeah. franchise that Wu Tang Clan style. With the, yeah, yeah. With the silk Playboy robes. Absolutely. Well, the, the geese. The geese. Yeah. Exactly. Well, yeah. yeah, they were geese, but they were robes. It's the eighties. Yeah. This is what you could get. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of what I was reminded of. But um, I, I think there is a few things that took me out. I think the actors, because they pulled them so quick, it explains that they pulled them quickly all from New York. Weren't that great? I'm sorry. Oh uh, yeah, they're all young, and this is their first movies. These are movies that yeah. are like, oh my god, this is a role. I'm gonna, I'm gonna fucking get it. I'm gonna get it, and go on and do stuff. I don't necessarily know if all of them went on to do stuff, but a lot of this was their first movies. I would hesitate to call ha- half of them even actors. They're probably just people who are like, hey, we need bodies. Here's a casting call. Can you read? Good. Okay, here you go. So, uh, fun fact. Originally, going back to the beginning, like the the meeting yeah. in the in the park. Cyrus was supposed to actually be played by a real gang leader. Ooh. He mysteriously disappeared one like the day before shooting. And they don't know what happened to and him. And they don't talk. They don't that say anything. So who's the actor of Cyrus? No, that like they had to get him they last, get last minute. minute. And also a lot of the uh, mm-hmm. a lot of the extras in the background of that scene were actual gang members. That makes sense. They had about a hundred extras me. on yeah. set, so they just pulled anybody. But real gang members were part of that scene. Sure, because so, that's what the populace of New York is. So that's what you're going to get <laughs> at the time. Yeah. The yeah. riot itself is interesting because when you see them all freak the fuck out, what they have, what it's actually going on is you have your main set, and then there are three rings, and everyone is running clockwise or counterclockwise depending on the ring. So it looks like it's just utter chaos without anyone getting trampled. Or falling uh, or getting beat up. And they so had, when all the shit is hitting the fan, everyone's just running in a circle. And, and they they're had, just filming uh, the chaos uh, of that. They had undercover cops and like plainclothes cops in there too, just to make sure that the actual gang members weren't messing with each other in the chaos. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah. crazy. Dude, it's a wild you movie know what? to make. Kind they of can thing. choreograph that, but they can't choreograph a fight scene with baseball bats. These guys aren't 
I mean, it's roughly some of their first movies, and I think the budget stands where how would someone actually fight versus a choreographer? We're jumping okay. ahead. We're jumping way ahead. Wow, we're, we're not. No, yeah, we're, we're not. We're not place. going to that. I do have to admit the choreo- choreography for at least the baseball fight. It wasn't so bad in the bathroom, but the baseball fight was rough. And all I was reminded of: Have you guys ever seen Robin Hood Men in Tights? Mm-hmm. There's a scene on a uh, on a bridge, and they've got two sticks, and the main character and little John is doing the, you know, just hitting the sticks cross into each other, like bang, bang, back and forth, up left and right, yep. and it snaps in half, and then they keep just keep doing that yep. until eventually they're on little twigs. Yep. That's all it reminded me because that's what they were doing in the defense. That's that was their choreography. Do you know what you're describing? Mm. Kurosawa films. Um, I know Kurosawa films do a different thing. That's they've what got they're trying to do though. No, they're. I have watched the commentary on this film. That is what they're trying to well, do. Well, they didn't do I a have job. watched the thing on Robin Hood Men in Tights. They are trying to do Kurosawa as best as they can without any of that training. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, no. They, they, yeah, okay. It was, they did not succeed at that whatsoever. Also, the, the actor who played Swan. Yeah. You can see it in the movie in this cut now that I was looking for it. He, I don't know which, I think it was the Baseball Fury with either the yellow or the, the green. Mm-hmm. He hit him so hard. With the bat in the uh, side, he actually broke the stuntman's ribs. And he didn't find out about it until the reunion, like, a couple years ago. He had no idea he actually hurt the stuntman that bad. And you can see in the guy's face, like, he's, like, in pain before he falls. And it's like, oh. it looks real. (laughs) (laughs) They they took some shot. Like, when they just swung the bat and hit someone in the gut, there were some shots that I I felt. Yeah. Yeah. That's for sure. But it was just the choreography of the attack defense that just wasn't there. Well, the fact that if he's using rubber bats yeah, uh, to swing and hit somebody and it could at least break some ribs or they're not using rubber bats. I think they were real bats. At all. I think they were real bats. The bats. I didn't see any. For- <laughs> yeah. I didn't see no like any ammunition, but it's like, just make it look real. Just hit them with the bat a couple of times. Swing, swing. And it's like <laughs> fucking people's hand- fingers and arms and ribs and shit are getting actually hurt. And it's oh, like, yeah. oh, this yeah. is fast and loose filmmaking in the 70s. That That totally makes sense. Um, I, I think the, the movie kind of kept me getting, like, I couldn't get into it yeah. because a, a combination of some of the bad acting, a uh, combination of the cuts were kind of drew me out of it a few times. That's fair. Um, but I think ultimately as a cult movie, I can see how it got that status. I suspect this is probably one of the first of the get from survive from point A to point B yeah. types mm-hmm. of movies. I, I yeah. don't know of one lo- like it before this. Maybe there was some, but I don't recall it. I can't name any. Yeah. I'll tell you the truth. I, especially for a gang movie. And then the idea of the cultural hit that is New York City, the gangs, the time period, not even like the 80s synth or any of that. It just, just the. Well, this wasn't really 80s synth. This was more like 70s rock. This is New York disco. No, no. But, I mean, the music that they played was the Eagles, the Doors. I mean, it wasn't them, but it was like them. It was that style. Yeah. So that's what... Spiritual, whatever. quite frankly, the ending song is Joe Walsh from the Eagles. So it all fits with that style. But I think this movie did have a, a bad part of it where there are certain... I don't know how to word it. There are certain movies where they they when you tell a story, there's because this because of that this happens. Yeah, and this one has the bad effect, which is and then this happens. Yeah, I felt there were a lot of things that were disconnected that didn't their actions didn't you know perpetuate their next steps. Right, they mm-hmm. would just basically an event would happen. They'd get on. They'd finally get to the next train, the next you know, the next yeah. checkpoint, yep. the next save, and then some other gang, and it was a whole other event. But they weren't tied together. The only thing that was tied together is they were all chasing them. Right. That was it. But a decision made in you know in the first checkpoint didn't impact the events of a second checkpoint. Yeah, they never learned from their mistakes. They never changed plans based on new information. It was just, okay, we're going to keep doing I the same thing and hope it works. The the subway was like the tie to the movie. Like everything tied back to the subway. Yeah, but yeah. I, I mean like they made they didn't make decisions. Like let's, uh, a good example is they went from um, getting beaten up by the cops at one of the stations when they got out of the yeah. um, train and they were waiting. And then so they split off and then one of them just meets a female gang. Like it, it the cops didn't re- the cops were just another gang, I guess, in this yeah. in this regard, yeah. which makes sense cuz to me cops are just gangs. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, well, the Lizzies, I think they were smart. They knew they would be taking 
they knew who they were. And yeah. they knew like, hey, there's only like one route to Coney Island. But their actions prior to that mm-hmm. didn't impact their um their situation with the Lizzie's. I guess it's they split up. I think if the gang stayed together, I don't think they would have felt because I think Swan would have been like, no, I mean, we got to go. Maybe. But because they got split up and they're like, hey, they're not here yet. We have time. Yeah, that, that that's we're, we're literally hanging out. Do you want to go drink a beer and fucking grab a boob? Yeah. yeah, it's not a great it's not a great leap in logic. It, it, it a lot of it isn't. But I think it's the youth. It is the culture around mm-hmm. it. I mean, if you look at when Ajax gets arrested, it's literally the hey, do you want to help me rape this girl? Yeah, and he it's was like, a bad. Yeah, right? That like, was yeah. weird. Yeah, man. He was like, that's the whole thing. It's like, oh, let's go have some fun. Let's go have some fun. And it's like, fuck. And even the actors like, hey, Ajax, a piece of shit. I loved yeah. working on them film. Everybody, we're all boys still. Like, it's great. Like, it's a fun movie to yeah. be in. Yeah, yeah. They love it. They know their lines it. still to this day, especially even in interviews. But he's like, oh, my character was a bastard. Oh, I had to go. Like, it hurts, but it sucks, <laughs> well, but it's could also you imagine like, just like not to get thing, not to go into detail about it, but if he would have stayed with them when they went to the Lizzie's, right? Oh, they would have killed him. They would have killed and him. Rightfully yeah. so. And the idea with the Lizzie's <laughs> looks like it was more of them saying, okay, the riffs want them alive. How yeah. do we get them drunk? Yeah. Get them High. sleep, lock them up. Yeah. Yeah. I, right. I will say that that part of the story, I think I made a comment. I think it was Galahad in one of the Arthurian tales where the. Galahad is in his quest for the Holy Grail is tempted with uh, mm-hmm. basically sin, sexual yeah. sin, yeah. and he has to keep himself pure. And he, you know, snaps out of it. I think one of the other knights come and saves him or something like that, or he saves someone else. But that reminded me of a very, very Arthurian story of mm-hmm. these. There's two guys who are com- falling air quotes to sin. Yeah. Um, and there's one, the Galahad, who's like, ah, yeah, right. he's like, something isn't Something's right. not right. Yeah. Right. Um, the younger one, he's like, let's get out of here. Like, what are we doing? Yeah, I totally, I liked that. I thought that was a really cool idea. Obviously, it, I don't know what it would have felt like at 70, in 79, but for me, it was like, yeah, that's a gang of chicks. Like, yeah. I, that was, right. As yeah. soon as I yeah. saw them, they, they were posing on the oh, side yeah, with waiting the umbrellas, for them. Yeah. Like and they all had the, them. they tried to hide it. I think they did it kind of subtly, but they all had that multicolored uh, mm-hmm. shirt on the yeah, inside. Yeah. So, but each of them had a little bit showing. And like, they're all wearing this. Yeah, that's the their colors. colors. The yeah. colors man. They Uh-oh. weren't expecting to run into a female gang. Yeah. Right. That is actually something that threw me off is uh, I, I was always really annoyed that they kept stopping, that they're dumb enough to keep stopping. And that yeah. they always thought home would be safe. Mm-hmm. But yeah. then they had the conversation at Lizzie's when Lizzie made a comment of like, you're the ones that killed Cyrus. And they're like, wait, whoa. Oh. That's when they all went. they don't know why they're running. They don't know why they're running. Well, yeah. they're just trying to run to just get out of the chaos. They just want to get caught by cops. And it seems like yeah. they're trying to get out of everyone else's territory. Mm-hmm. They just want to get to their right. territory. Yeah, they think they're getting attacked because they're, the truce is off. Uh, yeah, and they're in someone else's territory. Right. But then when that gets said, you can see the light bulbs go, we're fucked. We're more fucked than we thought we we're were. Fucked. We're fucked. Like, we can't yeah. get any homes not yeah, going to save no us. home, right? <laughs> well, yeah. the fact that, and I didn't catch on to it until after that. I'm like, wait, I forgot they didn't know, but Fox, the one who fell onto the tracks. And gets killed by the subway. It's like, why didn't he say, like, he is the one that got accused. Like, he's, like, the guy, um, Luther was like, you're the one. And, like, the other guy ended up getting captured and murdered, basically. But he didn't tell anybody else that they were accused of it. I think they were just running. So Fox yeah. Fox had a difficult had a hard time cooperating on set. And really? uh, they ended up killing his character off. Is he that what happened? That's why he died. He's you know, I was, problematic. I was wondering why that was such an abrupt yeah. thing that like was never discussed again. Like, oh hey, where's our one friend? Yeah. Right? Like nobody even talked about it. I'm uh, like, wow, that's some shitty friends. Yeah, there there was some problems on set and they had to get rid of the guy. Apparently oh. the actor kept leaving early to go just like get high and mess around and Oh. We gotta remember huh. too, eight the actor that played Ajax, he was originally gonna be Corporal Hicks in Aliens. Yes. And uh, he had a, sm- a drug problem. So yes, this whole, this was, and this is just, it's 80s New York, man. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot going on that we're not seeing yeah. that wasn't documented wise. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. It, it's very interesting. And they, I, I think they, there's a lot of threads left undone. Like this was clearly a movie put on a budget where there was a lot of questions left over. But ultimately, if you just answer, it doesn't matter. The journey is the point. Like, we didn't know. We oh. didn't assume that. The, I always assumed that the original leader, the original warlord yeah. of the yeah. warriors, didn't die. And somehow he was captured by the um, 
the riffs. riffs. The riffs. And at some point, they just didn't believe him when he said, no, my team didn't do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And at some point, um, something was going to come out and he would, you know, save them or something would happen. They'd have to rescue him or something like that. Mm-hmm. But that just didn't happen. And I thought the whole journey of the riffs kind of sucked because the riffs didn't really get involved. They were just this menacing force from a distance yeah. mm-hmm. until right at the end. They played it off like, well, you don't know if they're going to go after the Warriors because this guy told them something. Yeah. We all knew what it was. Yeah. Oh, like, absolutely. It's the end of the movie. We know what he was told. <clears throat> and it, it just felt like this guy showing up like, oh, I suddenly know what happened. Felt lazy writing, I think is the best way to put it. A deus ex, deus ex uh, witness. Not, yeah. <laughs> I think the thing with the riffs, though, is you have to see the evolution of a street gang to a mop. Yeah. And the fact that the rifts were there and they were asked, they were, they were hunting for information. Yeah. Not people. Yeah. They wanted to know what the fuck was going on on their streets and in the rifts city. Yeah. They don't give a shit. Somebody else will get them. Mm-hmm. Right. The thing with the rifts is the, the rifts, you see it at, like, you don't see it at all, but you can immediately assume and kind of, it, it quickly evolves, especially with what Cyrus was trying to say. We're going to own nightclubs. We're going to run the people. It's money. It's power, mm-hmm. right? It, it, we can be like the Italian or the Irish mob. We can unite and outnumber them because the, the gangs and it, it's the cops. It's not the mob. It's not the Irish. It's not the Germans. It's not the Italians. It's none of that. It is just what? 15, 16, 17, 22 year olds kind of yeah. thing. Like it's mm-hmm. youth. This is a very useful film and not them running in with guns, robbing a bank. Yeah. Or robbing a corner store. This is just very low-level petty crimes under yeah. a, a below a minimum wage gap. It's kids stealing chocolate bars from a newsstand exactly. and then like throwing them at people and like and just one stupid of them gets petty a, crime. One of them gets a gun. Yeah. They steal beer, they drive around all night, they don't pay for gas. One of them gets a gun and takes something too far. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And it no, is like not it yeah. is not political. It is not we run the police. It is not none of that. It is not it is not the Godfather. Yeah. It's not the Godfather part 2 either. Right. It isn't it isn't Scarface. This is just this is a movie of goons. Yeah. This is henchmen. Yeah. This is such a low level henchman movie. <laughs> and you these, don't see. Right, right. One thing I never quite understood is are are these I'm guessing there's more warriors I think this in is the it. gang. I think this is it. Because they imply that um the warrior gangs is not the smallest gang, right? Orphans are clearly below them. Yeah. Uh, or at least in notoriety. Yeah. And yet they had to send all nine of their delegates, all nine of their people well, as I delegates. Think they're, I think they are part of a bigger gang. They just yeah. didn't go back to their base. It just didn't show the rest of them. They had to get back to them first. Because yeah. mm-hmm. I think the, the only ones that showed the entirety of the gang were the orphans and the riffs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. I'm assuming everyone else was, there was just the nine. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Than, I think the skinheads got yeah, yeah. all of them because they had yeah. a whole bus. Oh, yeah. Bus the, bus. <laughs> the Mad Max bus. The, the to, Turnbull ACs. I think the oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. They, they showed the big one. There's was only a couple that actually showed the full numbers i think the difference too though is nobody really wanted to fuck with coney island because it was so far away yeah right yeah. when you look in the beginning and you see the subway station map and they're like where do we got to go and it's like fucking from the here very end. to the roof to the basement and it's also, like oh my god nobody bothers so that's their turf what do we want the beach for in the winter yeah when i do love over, there's no money be, to be made in coney island i do love that intro because the whole opening credits is them going Okay, here's the subway station to here. Like, basically, they're setting up. Here's the path they're going to be taking. Yeah. Yeah. Load yeah. up the map. Load up the map. Yeah. Here's here's your mini map of what they're going to be doing. So that yeah. when they're on the way back, you kind of get a sense of, oh, yeah, no, they're taking a tour. Yeah. yeah. Well, didn't yeah. they say that even the direct route was an hour long yeah. transit? Like, yeah. oh, it's going to take us an hour to get there if we're going exactly where we need to. It's like, yeah, that would absolutely take an entire Forever. night to you know, fuck around a bunch of different transfers and actually be able to get there. I think the randomness too, that you talked about with uh, the trains and always going back to the train uh, is also brought up with the idea of how do we get our characters off the train? Because Mm -hmm. they're safe when they're on the train. Yeah. They're on the boat. Yeah. Mm. No one can fuck with them on the boat until someone sets the train tracks on fire or someone sets like, what is the thing to get them off? Mm -hmm. To run into more conflict. Yeah. And that's where that randomness kind of comes in. And it's not excusable as much as it's just, High school kids, kids that didn't go to college, dropouts that are like, fuck, we got to stop these guys. How do we get them? How do we draw them out? So it is random fucking little acts of petty oh, crime. I don't, I don't mean that. Oh. I just mean they. it felt like each time they got off the train, 
it was disconnected from the last oh, yeah. time they got on the train. Yeah, yes, it's almost yes. like, like the, each night feels like a different night of shooting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, kind of, kind of. Yeah, it's exactly right. Um, the other thing I didn't quite, I never really gathered. I think I kind of gathered it was, and I don't even know her name. Um, Mercy. Mercy was oh, she Mercy had a name. Yeah, yeah. Mercy. Mercy. Okay, yeah. was All Mercy's right. story plot? As far as I can tell, she was a part of the orphans. And she wanted for more. She wanted to become a warrior. She wanted she, more. Yeah, she wanted to become a warrior. So yeah. she left the orphans, joined the warriors, yep. because she hated the orphans being like a bunch of bitches. Yep. Well, they're just such a low-level gang. And she's like, yeah, he's like, look, at we were in the paper. Like, oh, look at this. And they had to kind of play it up. But they ran away from a car on fire. Yeah, when they light that car on fire, yeah. though, I had a hard chuckle in me. <laughs> I love it. Fuck you. Like they she all wanted... pass the Molotov to each other. And then he rips her dress. And then it's like, watch this. And it's like. Oh, fuck you. So I just think she wanted more because, like, she said, like, yeah, like, she's running with a low-level gang. You can assume that she's, like, with the guys, and she's like, I'm sick of this. I'm in a shitty neighborhood. I want something more exciting. More, I want my life to be something better, I guess. Still being within the gangs, but more something yeah, more. She wanted it's the more Harley with Qu- herself. It's the Harley Quinn scenario when yeah. they go, I'm a fucking doctor. What am I doing here? Yeah, she's smart. Yeah, and there's brief she... moments of clarity where she's like, I went to school for this. Stop calling me a dumb bitch. Like, whoa. Yeah, she is very smart. Yeah. And she's like, what are you doing? You're going to let them walk all over you just because they complimented you? Like, what are you going to, like, that's how you're going to lose your turf. Like, yeah. what the hell? Yeah. I never got the impression she was smart in any sense. Yeah, I, well, I didn't like get that she was smart. She's a hooker. I, yeah. I, I think she's a hooker. She no, no she she was, she was a hooker. She, she very much implied she was a hooker. Oh, yeah, yeah but Friday night, Saturday nights are even yeah. better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Less well, memorable. that's why Swan's like, I don't like how you're living, and she's like, well, I don't like how you're living. Yeah, like, yeah you're not much. better than me. Yeah. I, I'm doing what I have to do to survive. Yeah, I I yeah. absolutely one thing I thought was very important. The only scene where I went, ooh, that's. That's rough. Was the scene where they're on the, they get to a safe point, they're on the train, and it's um, Swan and Mercy sitting there, and right across from them are the nicer, upper class disco disco people. The disco kids. The disco kids. And she's just looking rough, and she's trying to, like, make herself look pretty. Swan's just like, honey, you you don't stand a chance looking. Like, just just stop. You're all, you're all mucked up. I don't think that's No, no, I think it was, don't, don't let them make you feel like uh, you're not as less than yeah less, less than. than like don't show them your weakness got it yeah yeah i do like that she sort of uh, she sort of passed out because like yeah that was an in, that's an intense night that they're going through she just passes out for a few moments on the train and they disappear mm-hmm. uh, i thought that was a really really good and powerful scene yeah. it's a Bit of moment of calm yeah. that just shows like there's no dialogue it's all body language and yeah. it's like mm-hmm. oh here's like you know the life that they could have had Yes. Mm-hmm. And she's like, fuck. And I actually think that was probably the only moment in the entire film that had any kind of character development whatsoever, where you actually got an insight into a character and not just a bunch of mook fucks running around a city, doing things as they see fit, randomly, you know, whatever. There was actual, I don't know, insight and or... I don't know. I don't want to call it growth because there really was no character growth for anybody in that film. But I don't know. It was it was something other than just being a generic hooligan. Angsty youth. Angsty, like, yeah. They don't necessarily need to learn anything as much as it's just we have to get our people home. Yeah. Right? Yeah. This wasn't a movie necessarily that needed any kind of character development. There was no like story necessary, no deeper meaning. But it was just, I think that was like the only moment of the film where I went, oh, they actually do have a character. Okay. Yeah, true, yeah. true. <laughs> Yeah. Um, uh, interesting fact about Mercy, though. I, I I didn't realize how much she just disappears. Because a few yeah. times I'm like, okay, they all separated. I seen her runway of Fox, and then she would always just pop back up. And yeah. it's like, was she just like in like she was just in hiding? I guess just she knew where they were meeting. I guess. Yeah, I lost. She track. broke her arm on production. Yeah, and then she and came that's back. That's why with she came back with the coat. Oh. oh. So there's a reason why she just disappears. Oh, that's hilarious. This movie is fast and loose. We have. Uh, four million in two months. That makes so That's much more sense. Fucking costumes. Yeah, like, has a, we have no money. There is a yeah, time yeah. where Swan's like she shows up with the jacket out of nowhere, yeah. and Swan. Uh, I first of all, Swan's like, "Well, I thought you were with what's the name?" Like, wait, I forgot even what happened to her. Right? Was she just as she far just as I can tell, I forgot about her existence. Yeah. Well, she was with Fox, and she got away when Fox was like wrestling with the cop. Yeah, and got, got thrown, thrown on the, the track. So she yeah. should have. She should have been visually more upset. Well, she didn't really know him. Also, still, fun, your buddy died. 
I think or too, someone you just recently saw some, just got fucking yeah. splattered across the rails. Unless that happens every day in New York City <laughs> in a bad neighborhood that she lives in. And a lot of this stuff that we were kind of like, you all said, hey, this happened in one night. Mm-hmm. And none of these characters sort of seem phased by it besides the, oh, shit, we didn't do the murder. Oh, in the and morning. It was they'll, just like, oh, they'll feel it. In the like, morning, they'll feel it. Yeah, but a lot of it does feel like, oh, no, we got drunk, got in a fight. This girl won't leave me alone. We're in a bad part of town. Like, mm-hmm. this is just every day. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, they'll have the, the adrenaline hangover in the morning, I'm sure. But yeah. they'll feel bad, miss their friends, they'll cry, have drinks. Yeah, yeah. So they, on and so forth. She was actually supposed to be the love interest of Fox. Oh. But on screen, like they did a like no the thing, they had no chemistry together, but they noticed the filming like during filming that her and Michael Beck, who played Swan, had chemistry. Oh. So they mm-hmm. wrote her as his love interest cuz he was supposed to be I think it. they said in the commentary, it was like he was supposed to get captured and be held prisoner for a while. So they were writing this to, while they were yeah, filming. They had no I, I know that wow. that's pretty normal. I know that that's fairly normal, but like to this degree yeah, of change they totally is changed. not normal. And then uh, it turned out that he was problematic and they had to kill his character off anyway. But oh. yeah, he was supposed to like have more development where he was going to get captured and hmm. grilled and be like, what do you mean? Interrogated. You have interrogated yeah. and yeah. then escape and then have that whole arc. Yeah. Oh. But instead they gave him the him and Marcy or Mercy having their moments together. Interesting. In the tracks and all that, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, it, it felt kind of it it definitely felt ha- had some level of disconnection, but it had some deep thoughts in it too. There's that I ideas. were I weren't deeply explored, but were explored enough. And I thought there was a really good statement right at the end where Swan shows up and goes, Wait, we did all this for this? For nothing. Yeah. <coughs> for for nothing Edit we all that out. yeah that's all good <laughs> well it goes back to cyrus's we just we mentioned it before like yeah like why are we all fighting over our little 10 square like 10 like 10 blocks or whatever mm-hmm. we can band together and be so much better but he's like okay hey, this is it because you see stuff that you see it in this daylight it looks a lot worse in the daylight than it does at night yeah neon yeah. light and wet rainy yeah. streets look cool as hell but sure. when see how you grimy. see the garbage cool. and the sick and <laughs> Yeah. Well, I think that's what um, part of the journey that uh, Swan and Mercy went through, which was Mercy clearly has a drive for more. Right. Mm-hmm. And throughout this night, Mercy w- still isn't, you know, when she says more, she means bigger, better gang. Right. Um, but Swan, throughout the course of this, takes that feeling of more and p- passes it through his experiences of life is shit here yeah. and comes back out with, not more, different. Different. Mm-hmm. Better, different, right. gone from this. Right. And I think that was an interesting character spin through because if you had just had Swan, he wouldn't he would have been stuck to his brotherhood yeah. and he would have stayed there. If you just had Mercy, she still would have been in gangs, maybe bigger gangs, but it's still what's the difference? Right. Mm-hmm. But the fact that the two of them kind of filtered this feeling, this thought, this drive through each other drove them to be like oh no this is not what we want for our future yeah we gotta yeah. get out of this because yeah. we're not gonna last any lo- much longer and him if we being stay the newly this. appointed yeah. gang uh the warlord because he was a, i believe he was a second in command yeah mm-hmm. and then him now having to be the leader and trying to keep everyone safe and then you had that conflict in the beginning where ajax was like well who made you the leader and everyone's like oh man let's just get home we'll figure this out later right mm-hmm. yeah now's not the time to fight. you can you can yeah, swan immediately yeah. steps up and says oh, listen if you want to throw down let's throw down but like we already lost two men or a man, yeah. And mm-hmm. the Swan goes through that re- progression of just like a squad leader losing people in his squad, yeah. Mm-hmm. And he keeps losing and losing more people, yeah. And then they they show up empty handed in their home, and it's just destroyed, and there's nothing. And the gangs can just smoot march in and take whatever they want from them, and they try to arm up to protect themselves. And then the riffs come in and say, "Okay, you're good, you're done. You're like you're done. Tag, you're it." We're gonna take them. We're out of here. I think but they get a little the bit general, respect. The general vibe is either they're they're disassemble the warriors or they get more respect. I think they definitely got more respect because I they could have made it through all the gangs if they took an off taken off their cut their colors, but they showed strength in getting through. Not just strength in getting through with their colors, but getting through all these other gangs yeah. right. and surviving it. I think the wrist looked at them and said, "Oh." You're cool. Yeah. Like, you're powerful. Yeah. yeah. Well, the riffs at the end did make the comment of, like, oh, you know, you guys are the best, right? Like, he kind of made that 
comment of like, we see that you guys are mm-hmm. impressive and we notice we respect that kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. You're protected so, by the rifts at this yeah. point. Yeah, I think that, yeah, no one, yeah. no one's going to come down here. Because if you think about it, like you said, who's going to want Coney Island? There's only one train in and out. So if mm-hmm. you do get an army to come to, you're basically like a, the Sparta, like the 300, you're funneling them in to a small area and it's like, Hey, good luck getting out. We're going to kick your ass. So let me ask you guys then, does this hold up? Would we remake it? I definitely think it could do with a remake. Yeah. Um, I think it ha I think not only could it be done better, I think it has been done better by other movies, Mm -hmm. but none of the other movies that I'm talking about do it in the same gang style. But I don't know if we necessarily, we want to, I don't think you want a one for one. I think you want to take the ideas that are here. Yeah bring it into the future in some like to the present day and yep. somehow yeah and you could still make a great movie out of this um because i think it's an imperfect movie yeah that could do with some a bigger budget really it's mm-hmm. I, I think the director's got a good idea i think he just needed more money and more time yeah i <laughs> yeah. think we did get this in a way i think i think of a lot of video game side quests yeah i think of a lot of okay you're at point a get back to point b yeah good luck yeah and then everyone is like gunning for you uh, I feel like this whole segment or film itself has been, I wouldn't say cheaply imitated, but it has been impressioned yes. where you you have seen a lot of films kind of, you've seen directors or actors who have watched this movie and went, ah, cool. And yeah. then that's it. But they, then they make their own art and they make their own thing or they write their own little scene. It might not even be dialogue, but you do get those moments where you're like, this has got fingerprints of the warriors on it. Yeah, It might not be a complete ripoff, but there's definitely fingerprints all throughout mm-hmm. kind of film, mm-hmm. especially within the action movies and stuff like that. Yeah, well, the first sure. one that I think of is the raid, right? Isn't the whole premise of the raid? They are trying to like get out of this building. See the, and it's like, that's a, a little bit like more of enter giant, the dragon like, though. Yeah. That's a bit more enter the dragon, die hard kind of thing or okay. dread the newer dread. Yeah, yeah. It's more like that. Cause that's one guy, one tower. Okay. Fair enough. This is a group of people trying to get from point A to point yeah. B through a, a city. You know, it's funny, actually, the entire time that I watched this, my one thought was, I feel like I want to see a remake of this done in Cyberpunk 2077. Yeah, that'd be Because cool. their costumes were very kind of reminiscent of that, like, over-the-top ridiculousness that is the fashion of Cyberpunk. And I feel like in that setting, this story would work out really well because you have all the gangs you have the city you could you could literally just redo this with that flavor on top and i think it would actually be really cool i mean i'm biased because i really like cyberpunk and i just Mm want to see that in any sense but i feel like it would work really well yeah. in like a more like modern future set. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it is yeah. very much like a video game quest. You're absolutely right. So the first cyberpunk, the first edition came out in 1988. Mm-hmm. So it's, they've seen this. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, oh, seen yeah. This. You're right. You're also, right. Enter the dragon 73 raid was 2000. Uh, raid was 2011. And then dread, I think was 2012. That makes sense. Huh. But those, I think those are a different category than yeah. this. Those, yeah. those yeah, are not right. from point A to point B. Those yeah. are, you're stuck in here with me, not get you know. to the top or get to the bottom. It's like Escape from LA in New York. Yeah, yeah, very, very true. Yeah, yeah those. It's a little bit different concept. Um, no, I think the whole cyberpunk thing works because there's a misconception with cyberpunk where everyone thinks it's um, retro punk or cyber wave. It, cyberpunk is not like that. It's more like this, where it is. You know, it's a little bit more '90s, where it's you know the leather just like this, but it's got the spikes. It's Hyper stylized. Hyper stylized, but mm-hmm. it's it's more ACDC, uh, Led Zeppelin than it is synthwave, and I think that's why. What this are you works. talking about? Cyberpunk, the tabletop, is ACDC and Led Zeppelin? He thinks it's more. Um, what are like, you talking? It's about? more alt, freedom rock, more alt punk, more than freedom it rock, is, um, house music and like hard yeah. techno. And yes, stuff? that's or what it was originally industrial. designed off. Of. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it, it, it had the synthwave in there, but it was mostly about the freedom of rock. And the, you know what I mean? The freedom of get drunks, fuck the system. It was more about that. And this portrays that, which is why you feel that. 
It's just I, add a little bit of synth. I'd argue it'd be even a little bit more of an alternative stand base if we're going to talk about cyberpunk. Briefly, oh, definitely. Where it's a little bit more heavily within the new wave and punk scene than ACDC or Led Zeppelin. Oh, definitely. I think the ACDC and Led Zeppelin, unfortunately, in that time period would have been, this is what your dad or your grandfather listens to. And fuck <laughs> yeah. that. You say that, but remember back then, back in the 70s, they were the punk of their time. They were the anti-establishment of their time. Right, mm-hmm. but well, the I tabletop guess. game was written in the 80s. 88, So yeah. it, it would have been the complete opposite opposite of that that would have been the uncool music yeah maybe yeah cool so ladies and gentlemen do we want to do the eyebrows oh it's that time i think it's that time shall we bridge those brows (laughs) unite (laughs) can you dig it can you dig it ladies let's go welcome to a podcast within a podcast we're gonna go around the table real quick and we are gonna do the eyebrows uh there is a full-on cast of characters and unique costumes but there are definitely the things we mainly focus on uh within the show was there any costume wig character that really kind of stood out oh no. yes oh god the late oh the lazy eyed orphan character oh, that no. i i said was the missing link between a chimpanzee and adam driver oh, i cannot get him that out of mean. my head that was so mean that was so uh, mean you're talking about sully uh that, that was so name? mean sully. i would have just simply said Probably the baseball fury bros because that was such a memorable and unique iconic I mean, character. Yeah. Are you talking about the one with the blue and just in general the baseball furies? Did, they, had, did they paint their brows on or did they paint over their brows? I, I don't remember. But did they over. like? It's I think they went like full mind. They f- yeah, went full clown makeup in a way. Yeah, there was Ooh. one bat fury. I think he was the main one. Cub? Uh, I, I don't know the one names. with the yellow face paint. No, I think it was the blue and the white. I think his name is Thurman. There's one where he's running. Yeah, yeah. They, Rockstar, Rockstar made a video game, a beat 'em up about this. So ev- everybody got games and credits. Game. What, what console generation two? The, ri- the, the baseball furies are rivals with everybody. Yeah. There's like a list that. of ten, including the Lizzies. Yeah, that's so amazing. There was one where he was running and he had this like huge grin. Yeah. And it looked so goofy <laughs> with the face paint and just these teeth sticking yeah. out. And it just caught me so unawares. And it just, oh. I, it stuck in my brain that I couldn't let it go. So nope. that one, I don't remember. I think it was the the blue and white painted mm-hmm. guy. Yeah. And it just shocked me. That's awesome. They redid it for PS4. Yeah, it's great. I, um, it's great. It's a great beat em up. Amazing. It's a great beat em up. We'll watch the trailer when we're done. If the we're show. talking about eyebrows, the the main guy in the punks, the uh, Vance, the one with the um, the roller skates, his oh, eyebrows oh, were yeah. so bushy. Oh, oh yes, they were. Like oh, he was like classic, like feathered curly hair, and like just like looked angry all the time. But he was trying to look so menacing. while just s- slowly roller skating. <laughs> I mean, that's he the was funny Michael thing. Myersing. He, yeah. With on roller skates, <laughs> yeah. uh, my so favorite. Totally Halloween was. on roller on ice. My favorite. <laughs> yes, bring out the whole family for the fun on ice. My favorite. John thing. Carpenter's class cult classic with John Carpenter himself doing the score. My favorite thing though is when he told Mercy just to like back off and go away, and she just popped up, and he had been followed. Yeah. For like a, probably like a while. And they're all just sitting behind him 20 feet, just looking like menacingly at his back. And he's pretending not to see them. And she's like, not even quietly. You know, they're right there, right? They've been following you. And he's like, well, now they know. And it's like, now they know I know. They're literally 20 feet behind you. Yeah. There's some, there's some scenes. Like, oh my God. (laughs) There's some stuff that is obviously unforgivable in a way, or some stuff you have to kind of look past, but uh, definitely. So Nintendo geek. Besides the scenes, what are your final thoughts? Did you love it? Did you hate it? What would you rate it? Well, like a, like most movies, I, I continue to like it. Like it, like same with Lost Boys. I've seen this around the same time in like grade ten or grade eleven. So like it it was like it's funny rewatching it now because when you first see it, like you know, I was a teenager. I'm like, oh my god, so much is going on. Holy! Crap. I want to get in a fight. Tonight, tonight for fighting. No, well, I know we're we're dissecting it now, but you don't really see the cracks. Like, when you're, like, I guess, younger, you're mm-hmm. just like, holy crap, like, what is happening? Like, mm-hmm. they need to get back. It's intense. Holy crap. But, yeah, now it's like, okay, I can see, like, there's plot holes. There's probably things they wanted to do. Yeah. But couldn't. Yeah. Um, he was basing it off a book and also trying to adapt it from the book, but make it less realistic, but also changing the script on a fly, depending on, like, what the actors were feeling that day. So, like, 
And you're also filming in New York where people are literally like, I don't care that you're filming. I'm walking through here. Try to stop me. <laughs> I'm walking here. Right. I need to get to fucking work. Well, on top of that too. Yeah, right? or just weird people at night, three in the morning being like, hey, like, what are you doing here? And it's like, whoa, hey. So I think they had a lot of like police officers yeah. just around to like protect the crew and mm. all that. But like, anyway. I enjoy it. I continue to like it. I'll, I'll, it's like a once a year movie. It is a good movie for that. Yeah. yeah. It's just, it's fun to put on in the background. Cool. Flavia and Amanda. Yes. Thoughts, prayers. What do you think? Uh, yeah. You know what? I, I really did enjoy it. I, I wasn't too keen on it at the beginning. I just, it, you're right. It has a lot of, um, glaring, um, holes and, Things that just are inexcusable by today's movie standards. Yeah. Yeah. But it was a fun watch. It was a fun, silly, beat em up, weird costume ganged romp through New York. And I don't know, I really did enjoy it for what it was. I'll probably give it like, you know, seven shiny yellow embroidered jackets out of out of ten. Dope. Sorry, one more thing. I will give a shout out, like an honorable mention. I don't know her name, but the costume designer, like I was saying earlier, she literally got like an, a list of names and had to come up with patches, makeup, outfits for like everybody. And the fact that like, like you can see like there's a lot mm-hmm. that went into this. And I would love to see like an art book of just like how much work went into it, even though you didn't even see half the gangs. I could I could definitely flip through like a soft cover. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just kind of like, oh, here's the subway. Yeah. The subway but is what you see when you first open it. And then you flip through it and yep. everything. And it's all the different gangs. And what Minus the money were. limitations. I think that as a costume designer, that's kind of a dream. of Like, here's a name. Go design something based oh, on that. Yeah, absolute the, freedom. Aside from the money the limitations. Yeah. That's the only yeah. problem is you got to do it within this really tight budget. Yeah. I, I can see that being a limitation, but the freedom of just like, here's just a name, the Electro Boys. Go figure it out. Yeah, right. It's like, hey, what would they look like? Oh, like what would the rogues look like? Like yeah. what would the baseball theories? Like that's like, like you know. I just want to give an honorable mention to her. It's a fun concept. Oh, yeah. It's like, hey, come up with the stuff and then go thrifting. Go to Valley Village. Go to, you know, Salvation yep. Army. Go find, like, random stuff. We need 10 of them, stuff. though. Yeah. We need 10 yellow jackets. Yeah, At that point, they go, they go to, like, warehouse. Yeah. Central. yeah the the, the clothes that didn't bulk sell, yeah. you know, at that season. And, and that's what you put together, out. though, which is awesome for a gang. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Plummy and Adam, thoughts, prayers. Did you love it? Did you hate it? What would you rate it? I think... I think it was it was good. Yeah. Um, I don't think it was top tier amazing. Yeah, uh, it no. didn't keep me... A movie... I know when a movie's really good, when yeah. I'm sitting there not shifting, shifting, yeah. but I don't notice my own body. Mm-hmm. Um, this is not that kind of movie. I Like I said, it brought me out of it a few times. There were some plot holes that made my brain go, what? There was things that were like, wait, wait, what just happened? There was scenes where you know a train was coming and I thought it was going to hit some of our protagonists. Yeah. And they just never showed how they got out of that problem. Right. And then uh, with Mercy, there's times when she just disappeared and showed up again. Yeah. Things didn't fully make sense, but there were some good comeuppance. Uh, Ajax got his comeuppance. He's kind of a feminist, and his feminine oh, ways... He is it. not a feminist. No, or, not no a, sorry, not a feminist. A sexist? A uh, no, not a sexist. Womanizer. Yeah. Sorry, that's what oh. I meant. I'm sorry about that. Thank you, feminist warlord. Thank you, feminist warlord. Yeah, I, I am <laughs> the warlord. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, oh. use the wrong word. He, he's clearly womanizer, and he's a shithead for it. Yeah. And that act and that thing that he is a shithead for is what gets his comeuppance and i think he deserves that i think that's great and that's a good twist and a good you know good thing in the movie but ultimately i think it was a good movie not a great movie so i'd probably say 6.57 i'll take a 6.57 from you any day of the week honestly i uh really loved it i thought uh it's not perfect it's got a lot of holes Mm -hmm. it's Mm -hmm. dented it's bent it's been dropped a few times Mm -hmm. uh but there are some really cool ideas it's definitely a product of its time uh, it is definitely New York. It is definitely the late seventies, early eighties, kind of rough and tough. Uh, and it is—it's uh, entertaining. It's dumb. It's comic booky. It's video game. It's a video game movie in today's standards. Mm-hmm. But uh, it is definitely enjoyable, and I would recommend you see it. I wouldn't recommend that you need to rewatch it over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I do definitely <laughs> understand that. Uh, I understand and see the reasons why or how it became a cult hit. Oh, for sure. I definitely get why this is like, this is somebody's jam. Like, yes. This oh, yeah. is definitely yeah. 
I, I, like, uh, this inspired a lot Saturday of our night, current movie makers, yeah. and I can see yeah. why. Like even like like this and like a Saturday Night Fever double feature with like John Travolta, where it's just like <laughs> gritty beat to shit New York, and everyone's doing coke and, and bloody. Well, you said too, like if they didn't at the at the original release, they were getting so much um, backlash from it because people would watch this thing go mess up cities. So they, I guess, they gave um, theater owners the right to be like, hey, you don't have to show this anymore. And it bombed really? at the box office. Like, it only made, I think, what, three to five million? Like, the, like oh, originally, wow. most of the money it made came later. It's a, it's a street gang movie for street gangs. And it caused people to gangs. go do crimes. <laughs> go do crimes. And they're like, whoa. And then Paramount, I guess, had to offer to pay off a bunch of damages. <laughs> so wow. it, it didn't really, it was like, it was like, yeah, but it, it really ramped people up. Like Cyrus to be like, go out and go against the police yeah. and rage against the machine. Yeah, yeah I guess it really so was. So I think that without era. that, it would have probably went on to make a sequel if they would have made more money. Because you could have just kept mm-hmm. going. Yeah, true. I don't know. Yeah. If I, I don't know if I would have wanted to see a sequel to be honest, because this kind of mm-hmm. sold a tight story. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's where the comic books and the video game is kind of like. Okay, let's see the continuation of this. If you want to know more about what happened, or mm-hmm. the video games themselves, I believe you play through the plot of the game or the movie. Mm. Oh, okay. Just because of how video gamey it is, yeah. And you just work your way through subway station and subway stops and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But yeah, but that was that, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Thank you very much, Amanda. Thank you for joining us tonight Anytime. on a wonderful episode of Raised by Spoilers. You can find us at RBS Pod on all the social medias. I'm one of your hosts, Geek Movie House. I want to thank the rest of the crew, Feminist Warlord. Where can people find you? Uh, Nintendo Geek, Twitter, Instagram. I'm still haven't figured out Twitter. Nobody still has. working on it. <laughs> uh, for eight dollars, you can be verified. Apparently now. Oh, I could. Ooh. I can you become could. a very important person. You could too. Can change your name to Elon Musk. Uh, Adam, <laughs> what do you got going on? And where can people find you? You can find me also at the Ronin Geek Podcast. And on Twitter at at Ronan Geekery. Fantastic. Hit us up on the social medias. Let us know if there's a movie uh, you want to hear us talk about. Or at least let us know if you can dig it and what you thought of the Warriors. Don't forget to like, comment, review, and subscribe to the podcast. And uh, good night, everyone. Thank you very much.